Welcome to Local SEO Today. On this podcast, John Vong interviews business professionals and entrepreneurs in many fields to uncover challenges and successes in business ownership. Our goal is to provide you with insights into the entrepreneurship journey and give you tips and advice from real experience. Brought to you by Local SEO Search based in Toronto, Canada. Our guest today is Peter Foreman Murray. He is the president of Foreman Murray Digital. They focus on delivering ROI-focused results for their clients, specializing in pay-per-click, marketing automation, and marketing strategy. Thanks for joining me today, Peter. Thanks for having me, John. So I'm excited to learn about your journey because it seems like you have some expansive experience. So tell some of the listeners on the show um, who you are, what you kind of do today, and how did you get to where you are? Sure. So, um, so what I do today is I, I run a small agency. Um, we help companies, uh, generally established companies, um, you know, sell things and get more leads. Um, we help a lot out. We, we help out a lot with strategy. So, um, you know, not just like execution of of marketing tasks, but actually helping companies think through. Um, you know, kind of what their longer term goals are and, and kind of what, what bigger strategies um, are and what makes sense for their business. Um, and then, you know, kind of on the execution side, the way that the, the kind of the form that takes is, um, you know, we, we do a lot of PPC management. So a lot of Google ads, um, Microsoft ads, uh, some Facebook and Instagram. Um, we help out with email marketing and kind of marketing automation. So like we do a lot of thinking about, um, you know, like our, our clients, customers life cycle. So like, what do we do to attract someone? And then what do we do to, to keep them as a loyal customer, move them from a new customer to a loyal customer. And then, you know, um, how do we measure their kind of their lifetime value and, and things like that. Amazing. So did you get like, how far back do we have to go before? Like, did you study? advertising in general like I how did, did you get how did i how did i end up in this business um exactly oh yeah uh i mean i ended up in this business the way that a lot of people ended up in this business i mean when i went to school there was not um you know digital marketing was not something you went to school for although i mean i don't want to date myself i'm not that old but um i kind of was going to college like right on the cusp of of the beginnings of the internet um so uh, I started working for a retail company. Um, I'd actually worked for them um, like part-time not doing digital marketing and finished school. And um, they basically said, this internet thing looks like it's going to take off. Why don't you come do that? Um, so I built, so it's, it's a retail company that had a bunch of physical stores. Um, and I basically built the, you know, built their e-commerce business um, from the ground up, which meant, you know, marketing and um, overseeing operations and, you know, scaling that all up and moving from selling on their own website to selling on, you know, other channels like Amazon and eBay. And um, yeah. That's amazing. So that's how I started. And did you uh, have formal training on this matter or was it all self-taught? I'd say did it's you... all self-taught. I mean, I certainly haven't. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all self. It certainly the... I mean, especially like in the, in the early days was kind of the wild west of the internet. Um, again, there wasn't a lot of formal training. Um, I mean, I, you know, I do do a lot of like, I go to a lot of conferences and 
um, you know, meet with other people in this field and watch a lot of webinars and, you know, read a lot. So I certainly read, but yeah, I've not had any, like, you know, I've never taken college credit for, um, for, for marketing, really marketing in general, let alone digital marketing. But. That's, that's amazing because as you know, self-taught, um, it takes a certain ter- type of person to kind of do what we do right in the digital landscape. Um, so how difficult was the transition from say you were bricks and mortar before to na- then digital? Why did you move towards the digital aspect of things from the e-commerce site? And what were you doing prior to that? Uh, what was the company doing that I worked for? What was I personally doing? Like uh, what role were you a part of? Um, because, right. yeah. yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, like I, I would love to hear about like the journey behind the scenes before you got into the digital online sales and e-commerce sites even. Like- um, sure, so, so I guess my, I mean, this is, all, this is 20 years ago now. Um, so, so my background is actually in technical or in um, TV, video, and audio production. Um, so I was doing, so basically I, I was working for this company like in one of their stores. Um, on this, you know, I had a ton of like retail experience, which I think is actually really useful um, to have like physical person to person retail experience when you're suddenly tasked with overseeing an e-commerce business. Um, yeah, so I mean, I had, you know, finished college, had retail experience, had worked for this company um, while I was in school. It's how I paid the bills um, while I went to school as well. Um, and again, it was, you know, I mean, which I, I think is actually really useful. Um, you know, like, like when I was in school, there's a lot of like really focused on, on learning the proper skills for like whatever job it is that you want. But my experience in the real world has been that it's more about, you know, meeting people and this is a like networking adage, but like meeting people and doing hard work and, um, you know, a lot of the, I think what a lot of people end up doing with their careers is not necessarily what they set out to do. And it's, it's just about taking, taking, taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. No, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from because depending on where you're at in certain parts of your life as well, right. The situation you're dealt with, um, you know, circumstances, right. Um, But living in bricks and mortar to transitioning to online, I guess you, you saw an opportunity. You saw there was a, a trend, right? There were sure. more and more people moving towards that digital landscape and you wanted to pivot with that organization that you were with. Absolutely. No, I, would, I mean, I'd also say that it's what I also found very interesting, right? Like, you know, there's exactly. a reason that I'm a digital marketer and that I have a lot of e-commerce experiences because, yeah, because I like doing it, so. Exactly. So growing up, did you always want to be your own boss? Like, how did you come about to then form your own agency? Um, I don't know that I ever really thought about being my own boss. Um, I've always been one who has taken charge and has been a leader and has kind of always ended up in being the boss. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, not necessarily as like the ultimate boss, but generally I've always found myself naturally in a leadership position. Um, and I actually, so actually like at at the time when I was kind of forming my agency, I had left, um, I knew that I didn't want to work full time in house for another company anymore. 
um, at least doing the, well, yeah. Um, and I was like looking for other opportunities and applying for different jobs that I thought might be a good skill set. And I was talking to a good friend of mine um, and I was like applying for some like, um, oh, like customer support positions and like e-commerce related companies. And, um, you know, I remember I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and said, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm applying for these, these positions, but like, I'm going to have to get used to not being in charge. And he like looked at me and he was like, why would you, why would you not be in charge? It doesn't seem like it would fit you. Um, and I said, oh yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, so I mean, that was just, you know, like at a client, suddenly you're running your own, you know, you're suddenly you're running your own agency is kind of how it, I guess, how that happened, that transition of like, I guess, recognizing that I needed to be working for myself. Um, um, and then, you know, slowly, like the next step in that is just, is getting a client. Um, and then once you do that, you know, suddenly you're running an agency. <laughs> so. No, that's amazing. So how long ago did you start your own agency and how has it been so far? Um, I think that's a good question. I think 20, 2014 or 2015. Um, and I honestly have to look at like my LLC paperwork. I know it was in November, um, but to actually, you know, I think like when I formed my LLC, I guess is when I consider myself the start of my business. Um, although it's not necessarily you know, necessary to have an LLC, but, um, yeah. so yeah, it's like, so whatever that is five years ago, six years ago, something like that. Um, and then I'm sorry, what was it? The second party question was, what was it like to, to just to start? Yeah. How has it been like, um, running your own show versus, uh, working for someone else? I mean, it's great. Like I couldn't imagine, um, I couldn't imagine going back to not working for myself. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, I do, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you know, although I think when you're, when you're running this business where you're dealing with clients, like I, I mean, you know, ultimately I'm working for clients. Right. And it's, you know, um, you know, I'm doing client work, but um, yeah, but you know, but I get to decide what clients I want to work with and um, decide what kind of work I want to do. And I get to say, well, you know, that's not really me, but why don't we work with this person I've worked before and bring someone else in and, um, you know, and have the, you know, a lot of the freedom that it comes with um, not having to punch some, you know, it's, I, I think it's nice to work where, where at the end of the day, your deliverables are actual, like, are things you produce, um, which would be, you know, like good work I've produced for a client versus uh, like working in house for a company where one of your deliverables is whether you show up to the office during prescribed hours, right? Um, which in my mind isn't necessarily the best way to measure someone's success. So, um, yeah. So no, I, I think it's wonderful to work for yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't go back to doing something else. I, I totally agree. I think it's the meaning behind, um, and the purpose, right? It's like, once you're your own boss and you, you started your own, whatever business it is, um, you're doing it for certain, you know, you have your own core values, right? It's, typically not just for monetary value, but really it's the freedom, right? For you to choose who you want to work with, when you want to work with, how to work with them. Um, and if you even want to or not, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and that's ultimately what you have control over versus not being dictated by 
um, another company or hours or tasks or duties, right? Right. So um, I, I love you sharing that. Um, in terms of some of the biggest challenges and obstacles that you've kind of encountered um, from pivoting from your, say, your previous um, job to now starting your own agency, um, what kind of things had, did you have to overcome? Any, any mistakes that you kind of had over the last couple of years that you would like to share and how you uh, overcame those obstacles? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, initially there's a lot of just, you know, it's, it's scary, right? And it's a little tough to, um, you know, to, to not really know. I think especially early on when like, you know, my first client, my first client was a client that these days I would not work with. Um, because of their, I, for various reasons. Um, but, you know, I think, I think it's scary to, to kind of just be like grabbing, I, you know, I think like early on, you're just like grabbing for whatever work you can get and not knowing where the next chunk of work is going. And you don't have a client that, you know, you're kind of like in selling mode all the time, selling yourself. Um, you know, and again, like you don't have like, I mean, now I have a couple clients that I have multi-year relationships with that, you know, that like I know are most likely going to be there next week to, you know, um, and that I work with together really well and are the kinds of clients that I want. But I think that early on, you don't, you don't really have that luxury of, of those kinds of clients. Um, so I think it's just kind of hard. I, I, it's like the question is like, well, you know, like, what is it? How is that a challenge? I mean, I think it's just a challenge to, um, it's a challenge to be grasping for whatever work you can find um, because you're, you know, and at the same time worried that maybe this won't work because you're grasping for work early on, if that makes sense. I, I totally agree, Peter. I mean, early days, even with my agency, I started seven years ago and I didn't know who my ideal customer was. I was really just going out there to make sure that I had food on the table rent to pay, right? Yep. And ensuring that I had to pay my staff, I had to pay my people. Um, and I, and these are things that you had to overcome as a business owner, right? Challenges you have to face. And once you are able to establish yourself in the industry, or you get some, you know, good track record or referrals or testimonials, and it's a lot easier for you to get out there and let other people know about some of the work that you've done. But it, it takes time. And um, a lot of people are impatient, right? They, they see an ad on social or on, you know, they read an article and they're like, wow, this person made X amount in a week or a month. Really? Did they, um, right. you know, and these are, you know, bait and switch or as a yeah. digital marketer, we can tell the difference. Right. But a lot of business owners are like, look, I've, this is my dream. I've always wanted, or they, buy into a franchise or they buy into whatever system and they feel like that system is going to make them, you know, millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Like just got to be careful because whatever it does, it, it takes time, right? And it's a lot of hard work and a lot of sweat, tears, uh, sleepless nights and hours to become, you know, an overnight success, which doesn't happen ever. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I love speaking that. of speaking of those people that I always figure that the, the people who are trying to sell you like their system for getting rich oh, yeah. business, like if, if they were actually as successful as they claimed, they wouldn't be out selling, trying to sell their system to you. Right. They would just be out running their own business. So 
Yeah. Exactly. Systems and, you know, classes and coaches. Yep. I'm like, all those people, I mean, if they were so good, why wouldn't they have already been ultra successful, right? Right, like, exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't be selling. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. So. Um, and then in terms of like tips, because, um, you know, you've been doing this for a couple of years. Um, right now, you know, after doing it for five plus years, I'm sure you had some mistakes that you had to, you know, endure as well, right? Like, sure. how did you uh, recognize those mistakes and then overcome them? Um, yeah, what are some mistakes? Um, I mean, I don't know that I have, I, I mean, I think like the, a lot of the, the, I guess the hard lessons that I've learned are really around um, learning what kind of work I want to do and the kind of clients that I want to work with. Yeah. Um, and I think being able to kind of being able to wreck. And, and again, like I think early on, like some of this is just, you need to figure this out trial by, you know, through trial and error, unfortunately, but like, you know, knowing, I think knowing from the outset, whether, whether, whether you, you know, whether you think you can bring success for a client, um, and whether, you know, whether you think that client is going to bring you success, right? I don't know, like, um, and kind of being able to recognize that up front and being able to turn work down if it doesn't fit, um, you know, but I think if it doesn't fit what you're looking for. Um, and I think that that, I think that was one of the, you know, I think like figuring out, like learning how to say no to people was one of the hardest, um, I mean, I still struggle with it but I think it's one of the hardest things to figure out. I mean, I think especially when, you know, I have a pretty large network, um, you know, I've worked out in multiple co-working spaces and you, you end up talking to like-minded people and, and it's always hard. You were like, it's always really hard to, to, to say no when someone wants you to look at their site or they have this small business that you're trying to run out of their home. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're like, well, I'll take a look at that. And not, you know, and all of a sudden you're like doing hours of work that you're, you know, that you're not going to be properly compensated for, and you know that they're not going to be successful. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I guess all is to say that I think that figuring out how to say no is one of the biggest, um, the biggest challenges once you start to build up a bit of a client base. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned a couple good pointers there, which is um, recognizing what your strengths are and focus more heavily on that. And let other people do the things that you're not strong at, um, as well as, you know, being able to, uh, like you mentioned, early days, it's all about taking whatever you can, right? But as you mature, as you refine your specialty and niche, you can then focus on what you want to focus on, what type of clients you can deliver, and yep. benchmarking it even, right? So when you take on an onboarding process, you have to realize if they are going to be a good fit, um, if they fit your mode, your persona, right? And right. if they don't, you need to recognize it, say no, or move on and say, look, at this time, I don't think we can work with you, but let's stay in touch if you get to this certain level or whatever, yeah. um, because it's better to be honest with people, right? Versus trying to string them along, right? right. Um, and then there's the other fact that you said, saying no is hard, especially colleagues or past, uh, you know, people that you kind of encountered and work with. Um, yes and no, I would say, because I would say being honest is 
a very strong trait as a business owner, right? Because people respect you way more than ever um, when they when you start saying no to them because they realize your time and effort and your specialty, right? Because if you're if you're being pulled in two main directions, how can you really focus and do things really well, right? And um, you know and. I would even tell these small business owners that are in co-working spaces, go figure out if this is going to be a successful business first before you reach out to me. Because if you're not putting in the time and effort, why should I try to do that for you, right? You should be owning up and doing it for yourself to see if it's actually a a real business before reaching out, right? Um, And I've learned that over the years as well. Like just learning and saying no and taking the wrong customers. I still do this all the time. Right. Um, but then I kind of reflect, I take, I take down notes. I, I always question myself and ensure that in my gut, I want to work with them or not because some of these people are there for the wrong reasons. And do you want to work with them? Right. Right. Um, so thanks a lot. I really appreciate that, Peter. Um, in terms of like, um, running a business in terms of technology and advancements, how have it changed your business with some of the tools and software that you currently use versus when you were working at previous companies or um, when you first started your company? Um, tools and software. Um, I think I've gotten, you know, I mean, I think, I think one of the, one of the, the game changers for me has been um, like project management software okay. um, yep. and being able to, you know, I, mean, I think my, my own like management of projects and to-do lists has like evolved from um, written notes on a yellow pad of paper to Google docs, to emails, to, um, I mean, I now use Asana, which is one of the, yep. um, you know, but like using something like Asana or, or Trello or, yep. you know, I have a client that uses Jira, um, and so I use that system. It's just like having something you can like that, that you can organize um, and assign tasks and assign dates has been, um, you know, this as far as like, so, you know, yeah, as far as like pieces of software that I use that I find indispensable. I mean, that, I think that's the big, the big shift to getting that kind of organized, um, super helpful. Yeah, I think living in this digital um, environment that we live in, um, it's so imperative, especially for collaboration. And if there's so many staff in different departments that touch on a client, you need to uh, date timestamp every note possible, right? Um, So you can backtrack as well and keep everything organized and project as well. So in terms of strategy, in terms of like pipeline, um, it's just task management is so critical um, when you start forming a larger client base or team base, right? Um, so that it becomes in sync. Um, so I was able to, you know, it's very similar to yourself with Asana. I, I use different project management tools. And um, I think it was like three or four years ago, we moved to it versus Google Drive. And yeah. it's so much more uh, streamlined and centralized, right? And in order to extract information, it's so much quicker. And that's what I found uh, to be very useful for uh, especially customer facing. Yep. Um, and then in terms of your business, like where do you see yourself going? Um, because you've been running it for five plus years. Um, you know, in terms of your current state versus where you want to be, um, where do you feel 
you fit in terms of the mode of all digital marketing in your area? Um, you know, it's a good question and something that I have different answers for on different days. Um, you know, I think where we are right now is a fairly comfortable place. Um, so if, you know, if this, if things stayed the same, um, I think I'd be perfectly happy with it. One of the things that I do miss, I mean, I have, I have some people that work with me, um, or, you know, work for me as, as contractors, um, kind of in support roles. Um, I, I do miss some of that like day-to-day collaboration and in-person collaboration um, that I think you get with you're in a bigger agency. Um, so I think if you ask me where I want to be in a, you know, two or three years, it's running a bigger agency where I have, um, you know, where I have a partner who's doing, you know, I mean, largely, you know, mostly I, I largely focus myself on, um, on PPC and e-commerce and some strategy stuff. Um, and I, like, I don't do a lot of SEO. Uh, I have a partner that I work with uh, who has another agency that does SEO. So like, you know, like maybe someday or at some point in the next couple of years, like we're running a bigger agency where we have an SEO side as well. And that's a partner that I can collaborate with on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, I think that's my, my three-year plan is to be running a bigger agency where there are more, um, I have more peers who are actually in my company. No, that's, that's good to see, right? Because uh, people miss, uh, when, when you're a business owner, it gets very lonely and um, it's maybe not for everyone too, especially early days, right? Because you don't even, you question a lot of things um, and without someone to give you feedback, criticism, uh, honesty, you doubt yourself, right? You don't know if you're doing the right things at the right time, at the right moment. Um, so um, when you're able to scale and grow your agency and have people that you rely on and trust, it allows you to be more open, right? Yep. And um, I was able to kind of grow fairly quickly. And I found like having people in the right places at the right time allowed me to open up my day to do things that were more of an impact, right? Like this podcast. I love doing this, meeting great people, but without being able to free up my day-to-day tasks, I wouldn't be able to do this, right? So you value time differently and you value why you're doing certain things. So um, it's great to hear this, right? Because someone that look looking to grow their business, like not just revenue wise and sales, but um, even personal evolution, right? Like having feedback and criticism and growth. Um, that's what it's all about, right? If you're stop, if you're not learning and you're not making mistakes, something's up, right? Um, and then in terms of other facets of your life besides business, um, I know you live in the Philly area, right? Um, in terms of like family, uh, community wise, um, how are you doing with the pandemic and how, <laughs> how are things coming along, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, they're coming along as best can be. Um, yeah, we have, we have a, we have a toddler at home. So it's um, the, um, <laughs> the pandemic has been a bit of a challenge. Um, I mean, I certainly miss, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things I love about Philadelphia and one of the things that I love living here is um, I mean, you know, I have a lot of community and especially, and even professional community. I mean, I work out of, um, well, a few different co-working spaces. One of them is the the oldest continually operating co-working space in the U.S. Um, 
in Philadelphia. And I, you know, I miss a lot of that community. I mean, I, you know, I miss a lot of the community that I get by going to an office um, and seeing people and, you know, having people to have lunch with, um, you know, I'm, you know, so it's, that's certainly what I miss in the pandemic. Um, and we try, you know, I have like a, there's a group of like, um, you know, small business owners that we do a, a, a monthly lunch and, you know, which we used to be in person and now we do it over Zoom. It's actually, I think it's tomorrow or, or it must be Thursday, but, you know, it, it's this week um, for the month. And so, like, I look forward to that, but it's still, it's not the same as, you know, as seeing not only your, your friends, but also your professional community uh, in person, so. Yeah, and that's definitely a challenge, right? And moving forward, what will be the new norm, I would say, right. because yeah. um, everything is changing, pivoting, and I'm glad that we live in this digital age and we're in this profession, um, not being, you know, imagine being a bricks and mortar kind of storefront uh, product or service kind of business, right? Like they've been hit very hard, right? Yep. Um, and for us, we're able to make a difference, help them, right? O overcome or um, have more of a digital presence. So we live in a really different world and I'm glad that we pivoted to this world um, right. as early as we did, right? Um, but not a lot of people saw that in the, you know, because again, you don't know what you don't know, right? This is a pandemic that, again, once in our lifetime, hopefully we're not gonna endure again, right? Yep. Um, but yeah, that social aspect, even myself, meeting people, um, working with people, going to meetings with people, having lunches with real people, it's a lot different than doing it just virtually. It is, yep. And, um, you know, we just have to go through this and get through this together because we're all going to come out stronger than ever, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so where can some of the listeners get a hold of you, Peter? Um, sure. So um, if anyone wants to get a hold of me, the, I mean, the easiest thing is, you know, all my contact info is on my company's website, which is foremanmurray.com. Perfect. Um, all the show notes will be attached great. to this podcast yeah. as well. So I've got, um, you know, email, email, phone number, um, it's all there. So I'm happy to, happy to talk to anyone that reaches out. Amazing. And your specialty for is uh, pay-per-click and products. So, um, so my, yes. So we do a lot of pay-per-click. Um, but also I think really, really where I think we bring value to companies is helping them think through, um, what we like to call that, you know, the customer life cycle, um, to use some marketing jargon, but, um, you know, it's like, how are you reaching new customers? Um, how are you measuring what happens to those new customers when they, you know, or how are you reaching potential customers? How are you measuring um, what they do once they become customers? Um, and then how are you, how are you engaging them once they're customers to turn them into better customers or longer term customers or more loyal customers? Um, so that's kind of like the strategy piece that I, that, that I help people with. And then, you know, that takes the form of pay-per-click and email marketing and, um, SMS marketing and, you know, CRMs and, you know, maintaining relationships. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, 
Amazing. Well, all the information will be on the show notes. Um, so any listener that do, does want to reach out, definitely reach out to Peter. Um, he has tons of experience. He's there to help business owners, in particular entrepreneurs. Um, so I do want to thank you for being on our show today, Peter. Um, it's been a pleasure to getting to know you and your journey and providing some great insights as a business owner now uh, with five plus years of experience. It's great to hear from a, you know, someone within the space that's gone through a lot of the same things that we as digital marketers all have to go through and do. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been fun talking to you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Please subscribe to Local SEO Today and tune in to our next episode.